What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo, and this is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. You know the deal if you've been listening. I talk to inspiring creative people to try to help you become inspired and, you know, start doing what it is that, that you feel you've been put on this planet to do. This week, I'm talking to my good friend Harnam. Harnam is a Kundalini Kirtan artist. And if you're not sure what that is, it's pretty much music divine music chanting the names of god and he is an amazing soul a kundalini yogi we do joke around at the beginning of the episode and i call it kundaloon because sometimes it could make you feel a little loony but honestly it's an amazing practice i wish more people would do it but it you know it has a little bit of stigma about it i think people google kundalini yoga and they see most of the teachers with turbans and beards and wearing white and they get freaked out not gonna lie i got freaked out the first time i saw it and then i actually took a class and fell in love with it and now it's what i teach it's what i practice i absolutely love it and i don't wrap my head i don't wear all white i don't have a big crazy beard you know why because it's the teachings that matter not the dress of the teacher and these teachings are thousands of years old thousands of years old so just because the Sikhs practice adopted it doesn't mean that you have to become a Sikh to practice it so if you want to give it a shot you can come practice with me every Tuesday and Thursday at noon at the new yoga brain in East Falls in Philadelphia and Wednesday nights at 7:30 p.m. at sit meditation space in Lafayette Hill I offer a kundalini meditation class which is a lot of fun we sing a lot of songs we sing a lot of hardom songs it's really a great time so if you're interested and you google it and you get freaked out come to my class I'll show you that it's not scary I'll show you that it's very accessible and it's an amazing empowering practice that will really get you moving in life yet it busts through the blocks that are typically holding us back it's awesome i can't say enough good things about it harnam sorry about that little rant he is an amazing human he's an artist like he paints beautiful images he's a singer he's a songwriter obviously um and we talk about his path his journey and he's currently in the middle of a kickstarter to release his fifth studio album mystic heart and i have to tell you i had the pleasure of listening to a couple unreleased tracks it's good it is really good and i'm not just saying that because i'm a fan of harnam but it's good. It could be one of his best albums to date, if not his best. So if you can, I would say head over to Kickstarter, search Harnam, that's H-A-R-N-A-M, and throw him a dollar, throw him 20. I bet you if you saw Harnam out, you would buy him a coffee. So why not pretend you're buying him a coffee and support his new album? So I also have a couple events happening, but to keep it short and sweet, just head to my website, joelongophotography.com click on the events button and you can see all the events that are happening we are also in the thick of a 40-day prosperity meditation that even though it's 40 days it's open to the public come and join you can click on 40-day prosperity meditation on my website as well join the group i am posting 
what I think to be fun, inspiring little two, three minute videos every day. We're doing a Facebook Live once a week, and it's really just a lot of fun, a great community coming together to bring prosperity and abundance into their life. <sighs> that was a lot, I know. So let's get into the episode with Harnam. And seriously, if you have a dollar, five dollars, head over to the Kickstarter page. Throw him a buck. Throw him five bucks. If you have more, give him that too. He has some great rewards that if you do support him, you can get some of his artwork. So listen to the episode. Head over to the Kickstarter. Follow Harnam on all the on all the social platforms. And you know, even if you can't donate with a dollar or five dollars. Share the Kickstarter out with your friends because maybe there's somebody else out there that can donate. Okay, now I'm really going to shut up. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Have a great week, and I will talk to you all next Wednesday. Satnam. What's up, everybody? This is Joe Longo, and this is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. And today, I'm so excited to be talking with my good friend, Harnam. Fellow Kundaloon. Kundaloon for sure. <laughs> Kundaloonie yoga. Kundaloonie yes. yoga. You, you nailed it, man. You nailed it. Very right. nice. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so at, before uh, we were talking, I was thinking like it, I, I've known you a couple years now. Like going way back. More, to, than, more than a couple. I yeah, mean, like 2010, I, 2011, I think. It's when yeah, I yeah that's uh, that's uh, yeah sure that sounds uh, yep that sounds about right I and I remember being super impressed with you because um, not only were you just an awesome awesome human but uh, you were doing some pretty high profile work in that Origin magazine um, yeah. back in the day and I thought wow who's this guy. He's got it going. He's got it going on, man. Yeah, that was the beginning, really, of everything. And I got it's a really, you know, I think it's funny, and maybe you know, we'll touch on this when you first start. When I well, when I first started on this path around that time, 2010, 2011, it was like the universe, God, source, whatever, really was like, oh, you're doing this, and I'm going to support you and keep putting these opportunities in front of you. And it, it really, everything was in the flow at that time. And I ended up just kind of falling in with um, origin magazine when it was more yoga based and then origin branched and started mantra yoga magazine or mantra yoga health wellness. I don't even remember yeah. same family, you know, it was just another magazine that they started and I was, you know, had a, a, a wonderful opportunity, you know, doing work with them. And it was like the beginning of all of it. I just finished my Kundalini training at that time. And the Sat Nam Fest was happening. And I don't even remember who I talked to, but someone was like, come and shoot it. I'm like, all right, totally. That would be great. <laughs> nice. nice. And I remember that first one. I don't think I slept that whole weekend. <laughs> you know because it was like i'm not sure how it is but back then it, it went non-stop yeah like, that was that was um well i think uh the early festivals were 
um, that might have been the second festival um, uh, that was done. Um, I think the first one might have been actually called Spirit Fest in 2010, and then they came back with um, they rebranded it, renamed it Satnam Fest, and then they did a, that second one on the East Coast. And then I think from there they moved out and started up on the West Coast. Could mm-hmm. be, could be yeah, something like that. Something but it something was, like that. But was yeah, there was an all night. There was a there was a uh, uh, all night Kirtan that I recall. Um, yeah, the music didn't stop. Yeah, of which I was a part, and I think I had like the two a.m. slot or something like that, or maybe even later. Um, but um but yeah there was a lot of uh there was a lot of people telling me that they they were like they just remember that um i was very funny i was telling a lot of jokes in the middle of the night or something you know in between songs i would i would do my russell brand impression and then you know uh-huh. that was it you know people right. remember that they were laughing yeah it was a good time but yeah i remember breaking my tent down and thinking, why did I even set this up? Like, I don't think I was in my tent at all. And, and for those of you who are catching this, this podcast and listening, they actually made a live album, uh, of which I'm featured on, uh, the grace within you. Um, uh, it's, it's a blue cover. Um, from 20, the 2011 Sutton Hump Fest. And it was great. It was such an honor to be, you know, just part of that festival mm-hmm. and to, to get to connect with people like you um, and, you know, to wind up with a, a song on that album was huge mm-hmm. because that- I look back, I look back now, like, you know, now you can go on to Spotify and sort of see, that song's been played over a quarter million times. Right. That's amazing. When you think about like how many, how many people it touched, it's, I love the internet in that way. That the, yeah. Like when you look up and you're like, Oh, you know, a quarter of a million times that song's been streamed on Spotify. I mean, that's insane. Right. And you, you just know, recently, um, not to, to cut you off, but you just recently had, one of your older songs kind of pop on Spotify oh. the other day. Cra- right? Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, like 1,800 spins in one day. Um, wow. Like, and who even knows where or how this is happening? Like, I, you, you start to dig, you know, you dig, and I think it was 10 people in Atlanta or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, really, Atlanta, if you're listening, I want to come visit. We're going to do – we'll make you on the tour stop for sure. Yeah. I mean, if there's that many people listening in Atlanta, you head yeah, on down. Exactly. Well, or – yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's it's The internet is, is, uh, is kind of crazy that way. Right. I remember my I, – I had a, a photo of this uh, mountain in Hawaii. And it had like there were pine trees, but like the where the branches fell off, it looked like spikes. And a good friend of mine, Kate, used to live in Kauai and I went to visit her and she had shared a picture of that mountain. And I'm like, I want to go there. I want to take a picture of it. And I photographed it and I shared it and it was like, ah, whatever. And then about a year later, I put words on it, just some kind of like inspiring quote or something. 
and I shared it out. And then the next thing I knew, it just continued to get shared and shared. And before I knew it, it was shared like over 200,000 times. And I'm just like, what? Or not shared, viewed 200,000 times. I'm like, that, just the idea that that many eyes saw something that I created was, it's a special feeling. Like not to be like, oh, this many people like looked at it. It was just like, wow, I feel really good knowing that like people connected with it. It's phenomenal. It, it's, it's a, uh, it's an, it's a fantastic time to be a creative being on planet earth. Um, because you know, we're not limited by time and space in terms of how we, who and how we connect with our audience. Um, our, you know, our audience is everywhere. Right. Our audience is down the street and on the other side of the planet. And to be able to communicate and connect with people in other cultures who speak different languages and have them resonate with what you're doing is um, it's like, it's magic, right? Yeah. This could never happen a hundred years ago, a hundred years ago, no way. But now this is, this is, opening up and we're all kind of you know and and, you know i mean the 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 downside obviously we we experienced in the last election where there's also (laughs) the the, you know it's this openness creates a vulnerability in terms of you know uh you know it it cuts both ways right you have this ability to share love and light and peace and and creativity around the world but you also you know, have, you know, people who will use it for malevolent purposes and try to, um, you know, influence and control and manipulate the way people think through fear and, and, um, chicanery and all and whatnot. So, um, so, so we as humans, you know, we're all, you know, we all have to, um, be aware more aware than we've ever been. We there's no room to be lazy anymore, really, in our thinking, in our in our consciousness, in our actions. You know, they need to be focused and with purpose. And that's you know, that's what we as yoga teachers, as as an I, as an artist, um, creating meditation music, you know, that's the intent and the goal of um of this practice and sharing teachings through music is uh, to help people become more connected with themselves right. and deep in that connection. So they can be empowered to, um, you know, spread the light and, and empowered to rise above whatever uh, inferior influences might try to manipulate them. You know, then no, I see through that, you know, no, just because, you know, 25 years ago that behavior was okay. It's not okay now. Right. You know, we're, we've, we've moved on from the past. We're not dragging everyone into the past. We're all in this together and moving into the future. And um, this, you know, art form of yoga and consciousness and meditation and uh, arts that support that are, mm-hmm. you know, this is the key. It's yep. the key to us all, you know, surviving on our little spaceship, blue spaceship, planet Earth, and not, um, <laughs> you 
you know, not succumbing to um, influences of ego and fear and darkness that that could undo us. You know, like we're we're always walking that line as humans in this fragile ecosystem moving through time and space, you know, like if somebody with the, with the power to destroy it decides to press the button, you know, it's a bad day. Right. Right. But I I always say it's, you know, it's how you use your tools, you know, people can complain about social media, but it's also like, it's this beautiful tool that's out there. It is literally cut out the middleman. You know, like even 10 years ago, I wouldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to produce my own podcast type show and put it out in the world at such, for such a low cost, you know, like the overhead to do this is really, really, really small. So if you are listening to this and you're inspired to start a podcast, go ahead. It's, 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 it's accessible (laughs) and really anything. If you're a musician, like I think Spotify actually just change some of their rules and they pretty much are now just letting like anyone that's writing anything can just start uploading i haven't i didn't read the article i read the headlines um but i know that they did just make a change in something with their their structure to make it much easier for people to add music to the site interesting yeah well i I would just say uh, yeah if you are listening the world needs your special gift. Yeah. Um, and the world needs you to believe in yourself. The world needs you to love yourself. Um, it's like they say on the airline, you know, put your oxygen mask on first. Mm-hmm. You got to love yourself before you can love anybody else. You've got to acknowledge your own awesomeness before you can show me how awesome you are. But God, I want to see it. <laughs> right. Please. Exactly. Please. Yeah. Go, go be awesome and share it (laughs) and share it because it's infectious. And that, you know, like whether, you know, if you're awesome and you're a school teacher and your, your, your kids get that vibe from you, you know, I still remember the great teachers I've had growing up, you know, Mrs. Heller in the second grade. I mean, she's still there. Mrs. Binder in kindergarten, right? Like these names and I remember the bad ones too. <laughs> right. I remember right. the ones who shut me down, mm-hmm. um, you know, as opposed to opening me up. And, um, you know, so every, every action we take has ripples into the broader uh, sea of consciousness. And when we act from a place of love and gratitude and strength and consciousness – then that's what comes back to us. That's what goes out and that's what comes back to us. And it's a, it's a, uh, a life affirming positive spiral uh, of evolution. Whereas, you know, if we're putting out darkness, fear, greed, envy, you know, all the, all those deadly sins, you know, all the, all the inferior impulses that we all have. Then when we, when we, um, allow those to take over and rule our actions, then that's what goes out and that's what comes back. So, so, and we're all, you know, there's a, 
So I love me some classic rock. I don't know about anyone else out there, but I do. I do. I mean, not, you know, it's a bit of a non sequitur, but I love me some classic rock. And I was watching um, the Who the Who talk about um, uh, their album, Who's Next, which is the staple of classic rock, you know, mm-hmm. won't get fooled again. But he was talking about uh, one of the songs, um, uh, Won't Get Fooled Again. And one of the lines is, Meet the old, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You're the boss, people. You are the boss. You want to, don't give your power away to anybody else. You are the boss, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, yeah, find a teacher, but ultimately you're your own teacher. Yeah. Be, all um, inside. <laughs> pick, pick up a stick and kick your own ass. Be be your own boss, right? Be your own teacher. Motivate. Find that that grit and determination to self motivate and evolve. You know, connect with others, learn from others. We're all learners, teachers, and doers. But really, when you can empower yourself to to learn from yourself, to be your own teacher to touch that place of quiet um, center within, then you're unstoppable. You know, you don't need to look outside of yourself. The world really is happening right inside of your own, your own experience. That I think is one of the, probably one of the biggest reasons why I love Kundalini yoga, because I think that's what it taught me the most. Not like going, like don't, like not really going to find a guru, but the guru is inside and everything you need is inside. You just have to really feel like and believe it. And then once you start believing it, then that's when all the magic starts happening. All the magic. That's right. All the magic. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're very magical, powerful humans. We just have to remember how magical and powerful we are. Yeah. So, Let's um, tell me, I'm curious, how did you fall into this practice of Kundalini yoga and then singing the songs and how, how did this life come to be? So it's a long story, but I'm going to give you the, the quick, I'm going to give you the cliff notes version here. Um, you know, I've been thinking about a lot about this because I've been hanging out with my mom this week. I'm out in California in Los Angeles where my mom lives and she's older now and really we appreciate and value the time we get to spend together. It's really precious. Um, and really I didn't grow up. I mean, I'm from California. So yoga was always around like yoga wasn't weird. Um, right. Uh, but there wasn't much in the way of um, spirituality. It was pretty my, – my household was pretty secular. But what there was quite a bit of was art, um, art and music. And so for me, that was my foot in the door. That was the thread that I was able to pull on to begin my path of awakening and discovery. Um, and science too, for that matter. Um, I was, you know, going to, uh, you know, in school, uh, pursue science. Um, that my father was a scientist, actually a physicist, a nuclear nuclear physicist from Brown university who was out 
doing, um, you know, uh, all kinds of research and top level, you know, <laughs> securities clearance stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, so anyway, so science was really, I really was dedicated to science and mathematics. And then somebody made me take an art class at, um, <laughs> at uh, Santa Cruz. But even before that, even in high school, they made me take a woodworking class. And I really just dropped into that space because art and science are separated. You know, ask Leonardo da Vinci by a hair's breadth. It's really about discovery and awareness and focus of energy and intention in both art and science. Um, that's where the breakthroughs happen. And that is a natural thread to yoga, which is, again, you know, it's kind of like m not physics, but metaphysics, um, uh -huh. where you are the observer and the observed. Right. In science, you're the observer and you conduct the experiment and you're like, hey, what's happening? But when you get you kind of cross that barrier in meditation where you realize you're both the observer and the observed, the watcher and the watched. And um, you're literally able to sort of watch yourself from that quiet center. And, um, you know, so I pursued art. I pursued art. I pursued music all through college. I traveled and, you know, lived in New Orleans. I lived in Arkansas. And at one point I was living in Arkansas and a very brave woman, student of Ravi Singh's, um, came along and started teaching Kundalini yoga classes. And the artist I was working with at the time said, hey, come on, let's go. He was this really kind of far out. Um, eccentric Irishman and he was like, let's go do some Kundalini yoga, you know, like, you know, and he, you know, he did not necessarily approach it with any reverence or, or seriousness, but I jumped in and was, was hooked. I got hooked. Now in the beginning I was looking for every modification I could get my hands on because it's hard. In the beginning, when you're not, when you're not used to, you know, keeping up, when you don't, right. when you haven't quite tapped that inner reservoir of strength and determination, you you're like, whoa, this is hard. I want to put my arms down after a minute, you know, uh -huh. or or my navel isn't, you know, like you're doing something called stretch pose, which is testing your navel, and you're like, uh, I want to stop, you know. And so that was me in the beginning, but over time, I developed uh, some fortitude, as it were, and then I, I um, started doing some other meditations. And one of the things actually Yogi Bhajan taught that helped me a great deal was um, learn a martial art. And I picked up Aikido, and I studied that for a while and, and actually received a black belt um, in Aikido, which is a very round martial art. It's a purely defensive art, but extremely powerful. And what it does is it, it brings you into your center. It's all about moving from your center. And that's just this huge metaphor. And it's about energy. It's about receiving energy and transforming it. And 
So I practiced that art. And then I moved on to Connecticut and went to graduate school. And when I was done with graduate school, this is for painting, fine art. And when I was done with graduate school, I met another teacher. There's a beautiful woman teaching in uh, Connecticut, very powerful, very radiant teacher. Her name is Ann Novak. Maybe you know her. A lot of people uh-huh. out there, if you're in Kundalini Yoga, you, you know about Ann. Uh, uh-huh. She teaches at Satnam. And she um, took one look at me and started, went right after my liver. Um, she started doing these liver, cre- you know, because uh-huh. I was a wreck. I had come out of graduate school. I'd been making art nonstop on a cycle of caffeine and alcohol, you know, right um up you know just on running the like a hamster on a treadmill you know and she took one look at me and went after my navel went after my uh liver and i started detoxing uh she called me bacon boy because i was eating you know i was eating meat right i was and she and bacon boy that was my nickname and um but, you know, once I started, I got into the practice, it was like, you know, I don't need alcohol. I don't need, I don't need meat. You know, I don't need anything. Now, I'll confess to um, being uh, in and of the world, I still like my caffeine. But, um, you know, I can let it go. Like, it's not, it doesn't own me. Um, but during uh, periods of intense uh, activity, like, you know, producing a new record. I mean, I'm my own record label, you know, I'm my artist. I, I plan my own tours. I, I produce my own records. I, I, um, I, you know, I said, I, so everything. So when you're an artist in the 21st century, uh, especially in a niche like yoga and meditation and, um, sacred chant, you know, wow. It's not rap. <laughs> no, it's it's no. not it's not pop. It's still pretty under the radar in terms of popular culture. It's a niche. And so, you know, at this stage, we do it all. We you know, we do it all. And and right now, like I'm running a Kickstarter to to um to help fund the new record, Mystic Heart, and um it's just an exciting time. Um uh, yeah, it's to be like new birth, new life coming yeah, through you. It, it, it is. And the, the songs are, are really powerful. I'm working with a new producer, um, a guy uh, named Anthony Molina, who has worked with, you know, Simrit's work. He produced uh, the Oracle Sessions, which was a real uh, breakthrough album for Simrit um, a few years back, quite a few years back now, maybe five or six or something. Um but uh, but yeah, Anthony has been all over the world touring with a band called Mercury Rev. They opened for Coldplay one, you know, on one tour. Um, so he's sort of like pushing me, you know, creatively uh, to really up my game as an artist, as a musician, and that's just forcing me to up my game as um, you know my own producer, as my own label. So we're doing the Kickstarter now. And, um, you know, it's just an exciting time. And it all really comes from my experience as a yogi. You know, it's born of the practice, born of a spiritual practice and a need 
a real driving need. You know, it's my soul's mission to help other souls connect with themselves and discover their own missions. You know, what are you here to do, really? Because everything else is window dressing. What did your soul come here to do? Right. Um, For a reason. There is a reason, and you need to dial into that and get on with it because otherwise, you know, the road is full of um, pitfalls and um, uh, distractions and uh, diversions. You know, you get, you you don't want to be going down the dead end path. You want to be on the, the super highway of your soul, you know, clear, wide, open, bright, and just, you know, moving with um, energy and purpose towards your destiny, to, towards your, to fulfilling your soul's mission in this life and, and, and helping others do that. So that's really what mystic heart is all about. You know, we talk about mystic, that just means being connected to the divine within you. You know, that's what the mystic is, is, is having that space of consciousness. And every, every culture, every tradition calls it something Jesus, you can call it, uh, calls it something different. You can call it, you know, Christians will call it Jesus. Um, uh, the Sikhs will call it, you know, Guru Gobind Singh or the Guru, um, uh, the, Muslim tradition will call it um, uh, Allah, but it's all the, it's all one spirit. We're all come from and, and return to the same place. And, um, you know, it's just a beautiful thing to be on this so, path. So let's, since we jump, we're, we're jumping. This, this tends to be a jumping podcast. We jump all over the place. Um, so let's jump back to your practice. So you were, okay. you, you started going to class. You enjoyed it. And then you obviously decided to become a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So, so exactly <laughs> that, exactly that. Yeah. So, well, at a certain point you just realize, I mean, I wasn't that I want, is that me? Are you hearing the blinging or is that just me? I'm not hearing any. Blinging. Oh, good. <laughs> someone's all te- someone's all texting. Me. It's all in my head. Someone's texting me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so so the the decision to become a teacher was the, really the decision to deepen my personal practice and to understand um, through that deepening more, and you know because I recognize to be to me as you know ultimately you know, there's something about, this is about a, this is a creativity podcast. So the the act of being creative is the same act as being meditative. The world, world falls away when you um, jump into uh, a, a creative project, whether you're painting or dancing or photographing, you're not thinking about your laundry. You're not thinking about um, anything other than, you know, playing the next chord or, you know, he just composing, composing the next shot, you know, you're in the zone, you're in this space of creative consciousness. And that's a timeless space. And when you do it right, that, that energy is transferred to whoever experiences the dance, 
or the song or the photograph or the painting, right? And that is that is a yogic space of timelessness. And um, to me, that's, you know, that's what deepening the yoga practice is. So it just makes me more effective with everything I do in life and opens up other possibilities, you know, makes I, I sing better now. I, um, I breathe better now. I try, you know, I'm more open to trying different things. So the, the yoga, you know, off the mat into the world, right? The real yoga is happening in your life. Are you able to hold space for another human that is troubled and maybe lashing out and attacking you? Maybe they want to fight you, you know, but when you're able to see it for what it is, you see them in their purest, most beautiful place. And you understand that they're just out of alignment with that, um, with their own connection to self. And it happens to us all. Sometimes we lose it, you know, like in this busy modern world, you know, sitting in traffic or dealing with, you know, our children or our relationships. It's we can get drawn out of our center pretty easily or, you know, go home and spend a week with your parents. See how, see how long it takes you to, you know, be triggered by something that happened when you were four. I mean, you know, right. so our meditation and our sadhana and our daily practice is really just to support us in the world. That's what yoga is for. It's a tool. It's a toolbox uh, breathing techniques and, and postures to strengthen us at our core so that when we're out in the world doing what we came here to do, we're more effective and we're able to avoid the pitfalls so that we don't need to bite the bait. Somebody wants to fight us, <laughs> you know, that's between you and you. That's not, I, I'm not here to fight you, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, there was one, um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you go off. Ahead. Go ahead. But just that, that fighting. Um, I think you know um, Santi Rose. Uh, I yeah, I, I, I know Santi Rose. Kundalini yeah, teacher, yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, a while ago, when I like was really getting in, I didn't do my teacher training yet, but I was really practicing a lot. And I joke around and say yoga made me a nice guy. Like it made me calm down. And she was opening up a studio. It was the grand opening party of her studio. And there were a bunch of people there and we were all having a good time. And like the, it, like there were people in the studio, there were people out on the sidewalk and it was just like this really amazing night. And I'm standing out on the sidewalk and a bunch of kids walked up the street and they were probably drinking and, you know, a little rowdy and just wanted to cause problems. And they walked across the street over where everyone was at the at the party and just, you know, we're, we're being, we'll say teenagers for lack of a better word, so, so I don't say anything bad. And someone had said something and then someone from the party said, you know, you guys can, you know, continue on, the, on, their, on your way. And the one kid walked up to me and very, you know, bro-like swung at me. And punched me right in the face. Wow. And I just stood there and smiled. And I was like, do you feel better now? Wow. And 
that affected him. You know what I mean? Like that messed with his head so much more because I didn't do anything. Like he hit me and I just stood there. I'm like, do you, do you feel better? And they didn't know what to do. They all just turned around and walked away. Wow. But it was like, and if it, if that would have happened to me probably a year before, I would have unleashed upon that four kids. Right. But because of the practice, like I just took a breath and was just like, do you feel better? Wow. And honestly, it was like, it didn't even feel like he hit me. You know, it was just like one of those weird experiences yeah. <laughs> that I got to have yeah. from this practice. But it was just like that you know, not giving him back what he was giving me affected him even more. Yeah. You know, like that's what this practice does. It really teaches you. And I say in my classes, I'm like, we hold our arms up in the air, not to torture you, but so you know what it feels like to, you know, to be in an uncomfortable situation and then to know how to breathe through it and get through it and that you're stronger at the end of it. Yeah. The beauty of this this practice. If I can just get more people to actually walk in the in the front door of the class, you know, it'd be super. Well, that's. I'll be honest, Joe. That is my mission with this music, in working with um, Anthony on this. This, these chants and and the, this music. It's contemporary music, but the the ancient chants, the energy of the mantra is infused into the contemporary music and my hope and my prayer is that it, it goes out into the world and touches people and people connect with it and they say hey what is that i don't know what's going on in that but i i i feel better i like that i want to learn more about that and get people to discover something like kundalini yoga or some spiritual practice that that helps make them a stronger, better humans. Um, that's my goal with the music is to reach the broadest audience and to get people because I know that's what happened to me, right? So back to that class in Connecticut, it was 2004. I just left graduate school and um, in class. There's these songs that are playing that are just really opening me up, my heart, touching me. And it's Sonatum. It's mm -hmm. Sonatum's album, Grace, was released. Yeah. And there were those songs on there. The the mantras, I didn't know. I didn't even know what the mantras meant. But they were compelling and uh, dynamic. And, and they, they moved me. So we would breathe and move. We would do the music. And... The, you know, the, the vibration of these mantras was flowing through us. Um, and then, and then we would lie down and do savasana, right? Corpse pose where you rest. And, oh, and, um, and, 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 um, and then, and then it would just be really beautiful. The heart would open up and, and it was really, really touching. Um, when it when it would happen like that um yeah that was like the same thing with me like the first kundalini class i took i remember walking in i'd taken a regular yoga class a couple weeks before and i despised it just because it was like i felt like i couldn't do anything like i couldn't do any of the asanas and then a couple weeks later a kundalini teacher showed up 
And my friend went to class and she, you know, after class, she was like, you have to come try this. It's, it's the most intense and amazing thing I've ever done. So I was like, I'll give it a try. And I went and the first thing the teacher said was we practice with our eyes closed. If you want to, the songs are amazing. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to cry, cry. If you're going to laugh, laugh and just enjoy yourself. And that made me feel so at ease. And I love to sing. And once the music started, you know, like I remember doing spinal twists and singing along to these mantras that I had no idea what they were. But it, it felt amazing. Like it was just a, a beautiful experience. And then after class, like I woke up from the box and I didn't know where I was. Exactly. Like I have to keep going back. Exactly. I didn't, you know, take anything. I didn't smoke anything. I didn't drink anything. But I am feeling more high and euphoric than I felt if I did take something. And that's that's what got me. But it was really the it was the music aspect of of the class because I was like, I love this. Like I get to go and move my body, and I get to sing, and my eyes are closed. Everyone's eyes are closed. Nobody cares. It was just just this amazing experience but mostly because of the music yeah exactly and so that's really what um inspires me uh because i uh, you know in a as an artist and a musician uh you know for years and years i mean i've been making music since um you know (laughs) most of the time i've been on this planet right like i've been you know, for over 30 years, I've been uh, playing guitar and it all started back in college. And I really loved the experience of, of making music. And I only pursuing it as a career somewhere along the line when I realized it was going to mean, uh, you know, like when it was pre-digital. And so the barriers to entry were high to making a record. And it really... I realized it was going to mean a whole lot of uh, uh, time in, in smoky bars at 2 a.m. And I didn't want to do that. Like, you know, that wasn't who it wasn't worth it to me to pursue a career in music and have to um, walk that path. And so I, uh, I, I never stopped making music, but I stopped pursuing it as a career. And then when I discovered, um, kundalini yoga and this music that was so inspiring uplifting uh and powerful and healing i said oh yeah that's it i'm in and it was a few years later when i was approached by someone who wanted to record one of my songs and that was in 2007 around the same time i was um uh what was I doing? Oh, in 2007. Yeah, I was, I did teacher training. So right after that, someone approached me about recording. I recorded my first song and then I did an album by myself. And then, you know, I was learning digitally what was possible. And then I started working with some uh, more serious producers. Um, Ramdas Khalsa out on the West coast, um, made some good, I made a fearless heart with him. And then uh, I went on to work with the guy who taught me to play guitar, a guy named Darren Rovin, who was also in the Bay area. And we made all roads in 2014. And then I 
did a, a couple of different um, uh, meditation CDs. And, you know, here we are, fast forward five years, you know, five out, I'm on my fifth, fifth, <laughs> fifth recorded album. Um, not all of it's still, uh, but a lot of it, most of it's on Spotify or on Apple Music. You know, you can, you know, you can just go to look. Search Harnam. Yeah, just look for <laughs> Harnam Hill Show. I'm, I'm the guy who's smiling. I'm the Harnam who's smiling. You might see some Indian Ragis who are not smiling. Um, but I, I am the Harnam who's smiling and, um, yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's, it's all right there. You know, it's like impossible. You can't hide in this world. Right. Like, right. (laughs) It's really, it's really hard. That's the whole thing. Right. Yesterday I finally got the, I joke around and say the powers that be at, at Spotify to finally the pod with this podcast on Spotify. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. And it, you know, it, it's not like you have to pass any kind of test or anything. It's just how long it takes them to like review your stuff and actually post it. And they're, you know, it, it's just, it's just taken a long time, not a long time. It's taken 10 weeks, but it's been like every week. I'm like, am I on Spotify yet? Am I on Spotify yet? <laughs> and not that it, it makes the podcast any better than it is, or like it's more reputable. It's just easier for people to access, you know, cause it's like, you can listen to a podcast on an iPhone using the Apple podcast app. If you're on an Android, you have to use the Android app, you know, and go to a different thing. But, with Spotify, it doesn't like Spotify doesn't care how you're listening, you know. Right. It's just there, which is uh, why I love it so much. Like once I I started found out about Spotify, Apple just totally like Apple iTunes just totally went away from me. I'm like this is it, it's easy, it's simple, it's right here, you know. Like there's no issues with it. So yeah, yeah, I was really happy yesterday. I'm like finally it's. it's here i'm in the spotify world it's it's a good feeling you know to to have access to you know that more people can you know hear this and be inspired and hopefully start doing what they love after well i i have to shout out for spotify because the transparency there is um amazing i just followed you on um there it is i just followed you on uh, Spotify. Yeah, no, the, the thing th- that's so wonderful, you know, for, for an artist is you have access to, um, to it's transparent. You actually have access to, um, to things like, um, things like analytics and you can discover where your audience is. You can discover, um, uh, what, uh, you know, what people are listening to and what's, you know, trending this week and, and strange spikes in, in, you know, uh, uh, Apple does not give you access to the information. They, they, they keep that to themselves. And, um, you know, I, I love Apple. I love the Apple products and stuff, but in terms of, uh, the streaming services and how people are getting their music, I mean, Spotify really does, uh, help artists by allowing us um, to, you know, have a landing page and a platform and um, and uh, and information that helps us plan tours. You know, like 
honestly, you know, my top country, <laughs> the top countries where people listen to me, I mean, obviously the U.S., but after that, I mean, people are listening in Argentina, in Brazil, in Spain, in Chile. Like, these are my top – in Mexico, these are like my top countries. I, I really – I'm excited and, and people reach out to me from places like Colombia. You know, they're like, come on, you know, Ajit just came, you're next. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, you know, and so as producer um, of my tours and my albums, and I, I think to myself, okay, well, how am I going to pull this off? <laughs> right. How am I going to get a band down to Colombia and you know you re- you realize it's it's you're just going to have to allow it to happen you know give it to to the divine and let it um, let it manifest right and it it it's it's a good problem to have knowing that you know people want you to come to a different land and bring your your skills and love and oh, vibration. I, I mean, I'm thrilled. I'm so down with uh, the, the South America tour. Absolutely. But I think we're going to start with, uh, with the uh, East coast, West coast. Um, once, once uh, the album is launched in spring, that's what we're shooting for, for um, the album. We'll fulfill the Kickstarter in spring and then release the album widely. And then um, line up tour dates for next year with, with a band, I'd like to get on the road with Anthony and um, and some other musicians and really, um, you know, just blow people away because this wow. this is this is it's powerful. Um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get hold of the video from Sutton Fest this year in the Berkshires. Um, I really want to share that. It was really a great opportunity to to play live, uh, with the class. I taught a class and we, um, I had, you know, I had Anthony there. I had Trip Dudley there. Um, and, uh, Mr. Crown of Eternity himself, uh, Mike Tamburo, uh, was there uh-huh. as well. And, uh, that was powerful stuff. So as soon as I get hold of that video, I will, um, uh, I will share that with the world. Um, yeah. Yes. And obviously, you know, we would love to have you back in Philadelphia. Oh, that's a no brainer. Well, um, what well, do I talk to? Do I talk to um, our uh, our friend? I'll connect you with some people. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, we'd love that. As we're winding down on, uh, on time here, where can people find you? and find all of your information on how can they support you on the Kickstarter, Facebook, Instagram, what's the best way to keep connected? I mean, yes. And yes, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> um, I would say Instagram is where I do the most social media. Um, just because I like the format and it's so mobile and, and portable. Um, it feels the freshest to me. Um, so, uh, Harnam 108, H-A-R-N-A-M, Har meaning, um, uh, the creative aspect of infinity and Nam meaning, uh, the sacred holy name. So Harnam, H-A-R-N-A-M 108 is a special number. It represents infinity. And, um, so Harnam 108 is my handle on Instagram and Twitter and, uh, but also my website, harnam108.com. 
And that's probably the best place to start. You can find, um, you know, my Spotify player on my website. You can link to the Kickstarter uh, right there from the homepage, Harnam108. Or if you can find your way around Kickstarter, just go to Kickstarter and look for Harnam, H-A-R-N-A-M. And the album is called Mystic Heart, uh, as in, as in oh, Mystic Heart. <laughs> As in Mystic Heart, I've I've had the pleasure of hearing some uh, some tracks that may not have been released yet, and uh, you also, if you donate, right, you get to uh, you download, download, yeah, yeah, you download the first two yeah. tracks. We have two tracks available right away with uh, with a donation, and you know, a donation is whatever you want it to be. Really, um, I think you know, five, six, seven dollars or something like that will get you the download. Um, and and then there's all kinds of great um, goodies. Um, you know, I have some of my paintings available. I have, um, you know, we have T-shirts. We have uh, private Skype consultations. Um, you know, we'll do a house concert for you, whatever it is. Well, donations are most welcome. And prayers and shares too, right? You know, if, if cash is tight, then share it. You know, pray over it. You know, we'll take we'll take whatever we can get. We're about three weeks, about three weeks left, and um, I think we need like ninety seven hundred dollars to meet the goal. It's all or nothing. So if we don't make right. it, we don't get any of it. But that also um, creates incentive and uh, and impetus for people to back the project if you believe in it if you like what you're hearing in this podcast and hopefully there'll be a link to maybe there'll be a link on the podcast or around it i don't know um a link on all of your stuff okay. in our uh, in the show notes. oh fantastic yeah so yeah it'll be, be easy for people to get through. but in case you know people are listening on spotify and the show notes aren't there just go to harnam's website and you know, like, like, like you said, and I say this a lot to people, even when I share out, you know, other people's Kickstarters and things like that, I always say, like, if you can't donate, just reshare it, like keep sharing it because, you know, algorithms in, in the social media world is sometimes a little crazy. And if one person shares, it'll help keep it going. You know, it'll help keep putting it in the eyes of more people. Exactly. Exactly. The share, the shares, the shares mean a lot, you know, and you can share it as often as you want, right? Like it's no, there's no, no, no limit on shares. Sharing is free. Um, but what it does is it circulates it and keeps it in play and gets it, uh, in front of more eyes and more people that ultimately, um, uh, brings in the donations. You know, the more it's out there, the more people see it, the more, um, the more viable the campaign really is. And um, it just helps bring that visibility, uh, which is what, you know, this music needs, you know, this isn't um, pop music right now. This is still underground. There are a few artists, but none of them have really broken through all the way. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there are artists like uh, we mentioned Sonatum and people like Christian Das and David Pramal who are, pretty well known. Um, and I believe, you know, there was an artist white son that won a Grammy 
in the new age category last year, which is all great, but it's still under the surface, you know, it's still under the radar. Um, you know, no one has really quite broken through all the way into popular mainstream radio or mainstream culture with this, um, sacred chant music. So, um, it just takes time and it takes love and it takes those shares and the support of people that like this music and listen to it. And it doesn't cost anything to spin it on Spotify. I mean, maybe you've got a subscription, but you know, it's not like it's, it's not like, you know, a few spins on Spotify is funding the album. The albums, right. the albums exactly. get funded by, uh, the artists and the producers themselves. And that's what this Kickstarter process does is it just, you know, helps get it out into the world. Uh, the more, um, you know, the more uh, funding available, the better the tracks are going to sound and the farther they're going to reach. And the more ears and hearts that are touched by this sacred chant music, the more healing happens on the planet. It's win-win. You don't lose. <laughs> Nobody loses yeah, in this equation. We all win. We all win. We definitely do not lose. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to chant, to chant, to talk, to chat. Um, and, you know, for all the music that you have been putting out and are putting out. I mean, I, I've, I've sent you messages before about some of the songs that you wrote that really you know, helped me through some hard times in my life. Like I, I really appreciate you and your music and what you're doing for, for mankind. Oh, bless you, Joe. I, 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 and I'm so touched. Like when I hear from someone that something I did meant something to them in a real and tangible and significant way, that's the biggest reward, you know? Yeah. And it happens occasionally. Someone, someone reaches out and says, Oh my God, I was meditating with, you know, such and such song today, that mantra, and I had an epiphany, and it's it's just means so much to hear that and to know that, um, you know, you're part of people's lives, people you've never met, but you're impacting the world in in this real and tangible way, and it's it's so rewarding. So thank you, and thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm really glad we were able to to make it happen, and. Um, I look forward to seeing you again, my friend, whatever that is. Um, yeah. Maybe we get to hang out. And when, we, when we get you in, uh, in Philly for your Let's uh, do it. Philly That's concert. a deal. That's a deal. We'll talk. <laughs> All right, my brother. Um, good luck with everything. I will keep sharing. If you're listening, share everything that I'm sharing, and let's help Harnam make this record happen. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. And uh, also, uh, shout out. I'll be shouting out about your podcast. I'm excited to find you on Spotify, and I really look forward to listening to uh, some of the the back issues, um, you know, the catalog, the archive, because I really am curious about all the other I know you know really cool people, and I'm always wanting to know what what people are up to and and how they do what they do. It's it's endlessly fascinating. So thank you for what you're doing. I really do yeah. appreciate it. Awesome. All right, brother. Thank you, and good luck. Godspeed, my friend. Godspeed. Okay, Satnam. <laughs> Satnam.